This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry. This podcast is protected by Lord Hunter the Foulmouthed, Lady Amanda of House Ryan, Lady Rajal of House Stevens, Sir Ron of House Golson, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight, Fist of the Dragon, Maker of Gains. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful, Stealer of Hearts, Bandit of Time, Hero of Shreve. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Aria 2 of A Clash of Kings. Yeah, you know, still to this day, I think I am uh, haunted of the memories of the Battle of Shreve. Again, <laughs> you know, something we will have to discuss at some point on a uh, future patron episode. But yeah. uh, it was a battle. We'll just we'll, well, we'll leave it. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I fought my nemesis. Let's say that. <laughs> I fought my nemesis. Yeah. Oh, geez. Dude. So, wow. All right. Wow. Sir Ezra. I mean, I'm pumped. OK, yeah, because you and I have been working on a lot of stuff all day today. We sat down and we said, all right, hey, we're going to record at around noon yeah. West Coast time. It is now 530 West right. Coast time. Um, been working on all the behind the scenes infrastructure stuff that we always do. Yep. Uh, but it's like, all right, now we got to get animated. Just jammed out to the Game of Thrones theme song. It's pretty much what we do. I don't think people yeah. really know that. About 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 five minutes before we hit record, we just blare the Game of Thrones, uh, you know, title music at about eleven for about you know five minutes and just really get right in the zone for these yeah. episodes. So so I also want to mention, you know, we've talked about doing the the Q and A, and I think this would be fun to do again at some point. But like, I I don't know if people are interested or not. But there's other things we do to get pumped up too, you know. And mm-hmm. I would love to talk about those things because they fire me up. And mm-hmm. we, 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 you know, I had somebody asked me not too long ago, like, what, what, what's all the? Literally, I think it was one of our listeners messaged me and said, "You guys are always talking about like, like, like people or this this, stop this, this group of the, whoever these individuals who are trying to stop you." And I'm like, "They're real. They're they real. real. It's it's it's, it's not real. just something it's, we're saying. Right. It, it's, it's but actually, now sometimes sometimes I just feel like the the." The people trying to stop us is just the world in general. Yeah, you know? sure. Sometimes, and that's yes. just how we, that's just how we go through life. You know, more often than not, as and I will be talking, and I'll just be like, "Screw him!" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying." That's what I'm like, saying. In yeah. the mid, middle, 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 middle of the conversation, oh, dude, just out of guys, nowhere, just like, oh. "Screw him!" He's like, ah, "Hey, that's what I'm going. That's what I'm talking. About. <laughs> like, that's like, how you, I feel too." You know, I mean, some people, you know, you're working hard, yep. and then you know, the, you just got stuff going on in life. You screw him. All right, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'll just oh, yeah. I'll go ahead and say it. You, you, yeah, you. I know you. Well, yeah. here's the thing. I know you will in public too. Like I've been with you in public, and like, all of a sudden it's almost like you just out of nowhere you come. Like you're in a trance. You go into a trance, and you're just mm-hmm. sort of like, yeah, you, you're, you're telling the world off. And I'm like, 
All right. Exactly. Hey, I got your back. Ex- exactly. You know, for a lot of people, you know, a lot of you, a lot of you guys message us and you're like, yeah, I just love listening to this podcast when I'm on uh, I'm on the road going to work. You know, yeah. I mean, they're going into battle, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, it's busy season for a lot of people right that's now. That's right. You know? That's right. Nobody nobody likes going to work. Well, I'm yeah. sure some people some people like going to work some days, but you know, more often more often than not, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Jeez, you need your armor. Put your armor on. Absolutely. You know? Let's go. Let's so, go. I don't know. So. I tell you what. Hey, one of our one of our listeners too, um, who haven't heard from a long time, is back. Mm-hmm. He's back. Yeah, I can't wait for All that, right. Raven. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm excited. So, all right. Well, uh, just quick plug here. Uh, you can follow Sir Ezra on the social media at Wamprat underscore two M, and you can follow me on the social media at Super Gains Bros. Haven't got that out there in a while. You know, we have this ongoing doc that we're always. Um, we're always looking over, and sometimes I'm like, you know, we forget some of that stuff, and sometimes we come back. Yeah. And one thing I do need to remember, uh, I do want to get in really quickly here. Um, you guys, uh, we haven't had any of these in a in in a while, but you guys do have the option of um, calling into the show. There is a phone number. Uh, we actually haven't used it in so long that it's about to expire. So if somebody could send us a Raven. That'd be great, and it would uh, keep that from expiring. That number is uh, 614-547-2350, and we'll play that on the show. If you want to send us in a raven, your voice can be heard by the realm. So we had a lot of those when we first started. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then it kind of, we, didn't, we didn't get a lot, I think, because we forgot to say the number um, right. for the past year. Well, and yeah. uh, so <laughs> let's yeah. get that back out there. Well, okay, I mean... Even if you don't want to use the number, if somebody sends us like a five minute audio clip, as long as it's not like mm-hmm. a two hour audio, we're not playing somebody's, you know. Yeah, we can't do that. Two hours worth or whatever. But if it's a short clip, we actually can take care of the editing. We can, if you need it, mm-hmm. you know, clip oh, here at the beginning it. and the end or whatever. Yep. We yeah. just, just pl- yeah, just, just to go ahead and plug that right in. Right in. So, yeah. um, so we do that quite a bit on one of our other uh, podcasts. We get a lot of calls on that show. Yep. Um, but you guys just want to let you guys know you do have the option to do that. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, cool beans. Yeah, we've got to, and also coming up. I mean, this is so. Let me see here. Yeah, this will be like the week before. Well, for us, anyways, it would be mm-hmm. Christmas holiday. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, that is coming up next week. So I think we're going to do a special episode, aren't we? Yeah, we did one last year. We got another one. We're planning. Uh, so yeah. stay tuned for that. You know, last year we joked around and told everyone like, "Oh, we're going to be off for the holidays," and then we launched an episode on Christmas. So if we do it this year, if we were to say, "Hey, we're not doing it," then people would be expecting it. So we might as yeah. well just tell people. Yeah, no surprise. Maybe we should tell people there is an episode and then not not do, do it. One. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then keep jerks. them on, keep them on their toes for yeah. an entire year. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's funny. Now, so we we got that coming up. Um, probably probably we'll have some time over break too to do some, some mm-hmm. cool theories and and get a lot of recording done and get ready for um, you know, twenty twenty. So I was just telling Sir Matt like it's actually really nice to be in the second book. It's really it nice to just feel like okay, wow, we got that under, you know, uh, we're, we're well into the second book now. It's just great. It feels so good. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Clash of Kings is great. Everyone's off in kind of their own directions. Um, this is our second Aria chapter. We have John next week, so kind of getting a piece of where everyone is. Um, and uh, real quickly, uh, Sir Ezra, mm-hmm. because yeah. you know last week we were talking a little bit about possible potential winds of winter news. To mm-hmm. uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, and I posted this in the Facebook group. HBO 
kind of quietly dropped on the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has its own YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, they dropped a tiny little one minute. They call it a trailer, but it's not a trailer. It's not even it's, it's hard to even really call it a teaser, but it says Game of Thrones prequel trailer is the title they chose. And it's, um, you know, those extended in the extended DVDs where they are do the kind of the lore, but they have the actors read some of the lore. Yes. Yeah. Right, so it's like one of those, but it's only like a minute of it, and it's talking about like Egg on the Conqueror, but they call it Game of Thrones prequel trailer, and it's uh, it's Varys reading it. So it's just so HBO's, you know, even just with that one little bit, they're starting the the, the hype train. Jeez, here wow. we here we go, here we go. So I mean, this whole Fire and Blood House of you know um, House of Dragons prequel man they're they're moving on it it seems that's awesome that's exciting because i i hadn't uh i was wondering you know we uh, th- we don't i mean like they a- announced it they said it's happening but it just there's just nothing after that so at least now they're even quietly kind of being like hey here you go yeah let people know it's still it's still uh, yeah in the works or you know the work they're moving towards uh that that's great is there an actual date though when when it's going to no yeah i would imagine 2021 Oh right. really? If, okay. It, yeah, that would be that would be my guess. Would be twenty twenty one. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll get all sorts of like casting announcements and things like that. I bet right? we get a we'll get yeah we'll probably get a trailer at Comic Con. Okay. Yeah. Would be my, would be my guess, and and there will be like a cast panel of it well, at, at Comic Con. Gee, many Christmas, man. I mean, if there was ever a time to drop like a, a year to drop Winds of Winter. You know, I mean, it's going to be twenty twenty. It's you don't have a TV show. Nothing going on. Been working on it for ten years. This is the year, right? I think so. Gotta be, man. I don't know. It's gotta be. I I have some. I have a feeling. I feel like we, you and I have been saying for a couple months, like twenty twenty is it. Like it's gonna be a good year. Lots of stuff happening. We're, we're excited mm-hmm. personally uh, and about all the fandoms that we're in. Just really cool stuff. So I, that would be the tippy top right there. I mean, if this book were to come out, I I would be. Mm. Satisfied well, for the decade. So there was there was also a cryptic tweet by HBO, um, the HBO Game of Thrones uh, Twitter that simply just said "Winter is coming" a little a little bit ago, and so a lot of people were like, "Oh, what? maybe everyone's what? yeah, people are yeah, people are people are people are starting to really kind of point out to this." There, there, people are saying that on there's kind of an internet thing going on right now that people are saying uh they're going to announce the winds of winter release date on christmas we'll see i i mean i'm sure we've been saying that for the last uh 10 years but i mean uh-huh. we'll see gee many christmas wow all right well i mean that's exciting still in may in, in hey early in may Gur promised fans at an event that winds of winter would be published before august of next year did he say mayhaps <laughs> well, say? it was in May. I mean, May <laughs> yeah, uh, something May. there. Yeah, yeah, he said because there's there's a quote because he's going to some there's Worldcon, right? That's like that's this convention, yeah. and it's in New Zealand that he's going to. And the whole deal is he's like, I don't even want to go unless the book is ready because he wants. To, he, I think I think that's his deal. Is he's 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 he, he wants to go to Worldcon and say here is. Um. Here, here's the here's the book release day. Well, it makes sense. I mean, he likes to read chapters or do little snippets. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you would want to show up. I mean, that would right. suck. And that's, right. That's yeah. July. It's July twenty ninth, uh, twenty twenty. So okay. that's I think I think that is 
it seems like through you know cryptic tweets and cryptic interviews and you know fans with like the strings across the rooms uh piecing everything together is what it seems like he's he's really pushing forward so he can go to that convention and say boom here we go right okay well I mean, cool. I'm because right uh, now it's like would be the time to finish it before the new prequel starts up and you get busy with a bunch of other stuff. I mean, if you don't hammer it out now, we're never going to see it. Yeah, and he's he's been apparently I mean, closed he's, he's, for years. So, um, I mean, he's only had ten years to since he started the last one. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you looked at his uh, um, not a blog recently? He's got some dead. There's well, been nothing on it. Well, the last thing. So look here. Recently, um, December thirteenth, looks like. He oh, got, well, that's his, that's his first post. Then I, I didn't check it today. Yeah. So so it looks like. I mean, we're we're recording this on the fifteenth, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of things in here. He's just kind of talking about uh, events that he's going to. Maybe some mm-hmm. signings. Well, before that, the his last post was November twenty third. Yeah. So. Hmm. So they opened up their own and then bookshop. What in the and in between, and in between that was when his website updated, and said like future publications. Huh. Remember we talked about we talked about that last that. Last oh yes, week, so. right, 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 right. So if you and look at the this, winds, and then the, and then the Winds of Winter website was purchased. Yes, right. Yeah, and it, did you see what that ended up being? By the way, have we talked about that? What? No. It's a joke. I mean, it's a, it's some guys like. Is it uh, really? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's some guys. Uh, I'm going to it right YouTube, now. The YouTube, YouTube channel or something. I mean, it's a joke. <sighs> Gosh, it's dang a, it! <laughs> it is a joke, man. Well, I'm still a believer, and I don't mean yeah. you know. And I'm sorry. I, I guess to that individual, whoever that may be, I don't mean well. You. Are we sure though, mean, or is it some sort of cryptic? I mean, why is it that, the, that he would change his website to future publications and that the same day that the winds of winter.com is bought? Yeah, it I don't just know. doesn't I, add up. I, I don't know. I don't know. You think he, you think that's a front? You think he put somebody out I think there? I do. I do. Uh, this is the same. This is the, this is the same writer that has every single character is secretly somebody else yep, secretly yep. alive yeah you're telling me that that guy wouldn't go through to all the trouble of doing all of this other stuff i think not wow yeah yeah um hey here is something pretty cool though and i feel like we might need okay. to make a trip to see this so you know how um i wanted to get like a first edition game of thrones yes. book signed uh, mm-hmm. by george and so i contacted them they were so overwhelmed this was about a year ago uh, we got no response. Actually, there was actually a, uh, I don't know what I forget where this was at. It might have been. It was on the blog, I think, and they were just overwhelmed with requests to to have books signed or whatever. Because typically he's like send it in, you know, he gives you like an address or whatever with a note, and he'll sign it and they'll send it right back to you. So you don't even have to like show up or whatever. It's just something he does in his spare time, and it's pretty cool. Especially if you have something that's that's unique or it's it's uh, exclusive. He'll do that. So they have just opened up a bookshop. So if you look on his Nada blog, mm-hmm. uh, right next to that theater that he likes, he does a lot of um, cool stuff in some historical theater there in Santa Fe or whatever. And uh, this is, he's got a bunch of books in there, different fantasy authors. They're all signed, apparently, which is which is kind of neat. So you can go in there and buy a book that has been uh, signed, some by him and then some by other, you know... Uh, that's Other pretty cool authors and stuff. Yeah, it looks really. It's got a little cafe, a little. Um, yeah, they offer coffee, tea, hot chocolate. Look at this, dude. We we gotta go. We gotta go. Where's it at? 
this is the Yoda is not a blog and, and look at these. No, photos. I know. I was just looking at, it, but I didn't see. Oh. I didn't see a specific. Uh, yeah, so it's like four eighteen something road here in Santa Fe, uh, right next to that cinema, that little theater that he's always in, hosting yes. and doing yep. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so and actually in their theater, they're showing you know Game of Thrones or something for some limited amount of time or something, some special thing he's doing. It looks cool though. That's looks pretty cool. Really cool. That's pretty cool. Whoa, right. whoa, whoa! They've got well, okay. Uh, we've got huge stock of a twentieth anniversary edition uh, Clash of Kings. Clash of Kings, yeah, the, wow. just like the just like the illustrated version of Game yeah. Thrones. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Down, awesome. Okay, all right, all right. Well, uh, I think that's kind of it for the news today. Unless Sir Ezra has any other nuggets that might be out there. No, I think it's just I, we always, uh, you know, it's like we can go checking not a blog. You can drive yourself, you can drive yourself crazy checking that because he just posts whenever. So mm-hmm. it could be, you know, a year and he wouldn't post something. Normally it's a couple months or whatever, but uh, yeah. So nothing there. Just if anybody in your spare time, you get a chance to go in there and check that, please do and let us know if there's any updates um, as we go into the new year here. So hopefully something over the holidays that would be awesome, and I would be. Uh, I wouldn't actually be surprised. Like the more I look at things, the more I uh, and I see some of what like what you just said with HBO, plus what he's got going on here, the timing of the of the new show. I would not be surprised if 2020 was the year for this. It's good marketing, wow. you know. So, hey, I'm that's what I'm hoping. I mean, that to me seems like let's 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 make it happen. Let's make it it's, happen. It's time. It's time. So, all right. Well, um, uh, sir, is it, we we were skipping Maester study today. Yes, I think we're just diving right into the chapter. Yes, sir. Is that, yep. Is that correct? Okay. All right. Well, this week we're into Aria two. Uh, last week we were with Bran, where Bran and Rickon had. Uh, oh, you know what? I did it again, man. What happened? What'd you I do? I forgot to change the Bran thing. Well, let me just. Uh, Wait, tell me. Tell me back. Well, I remember last week when I forgot, and oh, I was like, oh, uh, the- you know what? And I, it's because I copied the wrong one and back into it. Gosh, man. Hey, hey, you know what? Hey, you know what, Here's though? The thing. I got wait, it. No, no, I no. Got it. Luckily, I got it pulled up right hey, here. But Sir Matt, going, that's on me. Yeah. That's on me because, you know, I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. It's Darn true. It. All right. I, I looked at this doc and I didn't see it. All right. So I know. Well, it's because I copied and pasted. It's a moving. It's a moving document stuff. But I have it right here. Last week, Prince Branstar <laughs> contemplated the Red Comet as he listened to the direwolves howling in Winterfell, wondering about the reasons behind it all. He resents his broken body and the arrival of Big Walter and Litter Walter Frey, whom he blames for Summer and Shaggy Dog being locked up. When he tells Maester Lewin about his wolf dreams, Lewin gives him sleeping uh, draught to stop the dreams, but that night he dreams he is Summer trapped in the godswood. Okay. This week, uh, let's just make for sure I have this correct, and it looks like I do. Uh, uh, this week we're into Arya 2, but the last time we were with Arya, a few chapters ago, Arya was traveling north with Yorn of the Night's Watch disguised as a boy. When the orphan boy known as Hot Pie tries to steal her sword needle, Arya beats him bloody. Yorin takes her aside for punishment and reveals that her father was supposed to be allowed to take the black rather than executed. This week, Arya and the others encounter more refugees every day as they journey north. One evening, they halt at an inn where they hear news of the war in the Riverlands. Outside the inn, Arya talks with the prisoner, Jack and Hagar. Uh, soon after, the six gold cloaks arrive with an arrest warrant for the bull, but Yorin refuses after a tense standoff and the gold cloaks retreat. Mm. Yes. 
Yeah. So a couple quick thoughts here. Just, yeah. you know, one of the thoughts I had kind of um, about this chapter is, you know, is because uh, Arya talks about how, you know, the Hoster Tully is her grandfather and stuff like that. It seems mm-hmm. to me, I, I'm sure there may be Yorin's ideas. I can't go over to the Riverlands um, to get this to get her to possibly her her brother or, mm-hmm. you know, any of her other relatives. Yeah. That to me seems like a much easier thing to do than possibly going all the way to the north. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe he just thinks nobody's going to nobody's going to touch him or 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 anything like that. But, um, you know, you could still make the, you could still just be like, well, we're going to the Erie. We're going to the Riverlands to see if we can grab some more men or, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then you could drop then you could drop Arya off there. Yeah, for sure. And the crazy thing is maybe, you know, when he leaves King's Landing, he, uh, we don't know the state. The, the young wolf is not, you know, declared. I mean, he's right. on his, like, like war is, is It's brewing. like happening at the same time. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's brewing. So I don't think you know where, every, he, he doesn't know where everybody's at. And he's just pushing north. Because right here, it's a it's a great opening paragraph where they talk about what the, the war that's happening around them and, uh, everyone fleeing south while they're going north, and you're right, right. that you typically, you typically don't stop the nights the, the the nights watch, and even the people who are on their way south, they are kind of telling them, hey, you should be going the opposite direction, but it's the nights watch, you know, so like they're exactly. kind of like we don't take part in this, we really should just be allowed to pass through here, you know, um, with our lives. I think they kind of point out, well, they might take some of your supply, they might take some of your horses and your wagons, and you know, Yorin sort of like let him try whatever. He's just willing to kind of, kind of risk right. it. I think he's he's just erring on the side that uh, traditionally people let the Night's Watch go, whatever. But this is this is a, a rough time, and so I am a little bit surprised that we didn't get more, you know, from him and just in what his thoughts were about the war raging around him. And you're right, he could have taken her over to the Riverlands. Maybe he has that thought in mind and doesn't say anything about it, and he's just gonna keep pressing north until he can cut across. Um, you know, west from the King's Road over to River Run or right. something. But yeah, it's it's uh it's a little crazy. And really, I mean, if if Gendry what was not with them, things would have been so much different. Right? Absolutely. Everything yeah, would be different. I, they they would have been pretty I think that would have been pretty pretty clear to just go straight straight forward. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I have the uh, beginning of the chapter here. I always like to read that. They traveled dawn to dusk, past woods and orchards and neatly tended fields, through small villages, crowded market towns, and stout holdfasts. Come dark, they would make camp and eat by the light of the red sword. The men took turns standing watch. Arya would glimpse firelight flickering through the trees from the camps of other travelers. There seemed to be more camps every night and more traffic on the King's Road every night day yeah and that's kind of, and that's and that's kind of and that's kind of what we uh you know what aria's aria's story really in this book is just the 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 traveling along the king's road and really you could make the argument it's aria's aria's path for the next two books um yeah her 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 just travel her just out in the wild kind of kind of traveling throughout the the riverlands right um go ahead well, I was going to say, so just in that first paragraph, I just noticed this, and, you know, I say this a lot, but when we actually sit down here and we, we open the book and we look at this line by line, it's, uh, you catch a few things. What does the line mean where it says, you know, come dark, 
they would make camp and eat by the light of the red sword. Is that talking about the comet? Or is that talking about like, like what is it, like just by the fire? Or... Yeah, I don't know, actually. I, I, I'm I not entirely sure, but it is capital red. Yeah. Capital S. Is that? So, I, yeah, I'm guessing a, a, like a, I don't know, like a, a I'm just, unfamiliar. You may have to. You may, yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to look it up. It just seems good. I would think. Remember all these references to the comet and stuff. I wonder if it's. Is it? Can you see it at night? Still streaking? Is it still like super? I don't know. Is it? Is it gone already? I mean, what? How long is it there? <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull it up here. Yeah. So well. Anyways, why you do that? If you. I mean, there might be nothing to it. It just could be uh, word choice. Well, or whatever, unfortunately, unfortunately, when you type in red sword, what comes up is. Is Lightbringer. So yeah. my guess is it's the comet he's talking about there. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if somebody if somebody knows, I mean it's just interesting, it kind of struck me as and maybe there's something later on in this book I've forgotten. So Right. Um No, there's nothing specific. I'm even checking Reddit. There's nothing specific about it. It's just it, it ha- yeah, I would say that's maybe what it is or yeah. Anyways, um so moving on, moving on. Uh, they talk about uh, yeah all the, all the folk and they mention here some uh, the, the people who were who were go- who were going south so more noon mm-hmm. and night they came old folk and little children uh, big men and small ones barefoot girls and women and they're moving south with um, draft horses ponies mules donkeys whatever um, they've got uh, all their stuff I mean really important things and they're fleeing mm-hmm. so this is this is war. Uh, these yeah. are small folk it is, who... It, yeah. is the, it is the comet, by the way, because they mention it again. Above they, the red sword shared the sky with half a thousand stars. Yeah, so that's just, uh, this is just the sweet. comet. Yeah, I just never, you know... It's just we, something It's just something I've read like three times and I totally skipped over until you brought you it even, up. I, yeah. Right. We don't even really think of that, though. I mean, it's just... You kind of forget that it's there, and I was like, what the... Yeah, so... Um, well, you know what? One thing he's doing there too is like the, it being the red sword and how he's almost showing the reader too that like not everything is in in his writing is is literal, right? He's, he uses a lot of exactly. different like metaphors, exactly. analogies, and things. So you can't always take stuff for um, uh, when we talk about the prophecies or what does this symbolize or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's the type of stuff he'll do to 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 show you that it's his writing style and he's trying to throw you off or something. Okay. So they're moving south, though, and they, they're walking towards the city, towards King's Landing. Uh, only one in a hundred spared so much as a word for Yorn and his charges traveling north. Uh, and uh, she was wondering, you know, again, this is Arya trying to figure out why everyone is moving south. Um, many of the travelers were armed. She's, see, she's seeing, like, daggers and and uh, dirks and axes and swords and stuff here and there. So, yeah, these are small folk on the move. Uh yeah, but then she, so this is where she gets that callback to kind of uh, Serial, uh, who says, "Look mm-hmm. with your eyes, listen with your ears." Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there, there's there's another callback to Serial uh, later as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, exactly. And then this is where she's talking about the the Mad Woman, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's screaming, "Fools! They'll kill you!" She was Scarecrow thin, thin with hollow eyes and bloody feet. Um, you know, so we're just we're just seeing more and more of, of what the war is doing to people, the different kinds of people that are out there uh, and how it's affecting people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, she notices a grave, you know, of, of a child, too. So we're so we're seeing that. And uh, this is where a lot of his is writing and this this telling of it's almost like a historical uh, fiction, really. Right. Or that, mm-hmm. that you could say that it's 
there, there, a lot of this is real. I mean, it's real sort of what war would look like. You know, if you're, um, if you, we could go back in time and, and write it down. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there it is again, above the red sword. Shared this guy. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So now come morning, they, they, they get to a place here, right? They're making camp along the way and, uh, and things. There's a point where they have to go uh, take a bath. Right, yes, there the, is. Yeah, and that's not gonna that's not gonna do for uh, for Arya. She can't be uh, letting everybody yeah, know. Right, right. So what's she gonna do? She's gonna stink it up. I mean, she's. It's funny too the way she kind of describes like uh, leaving Flea Bottom and some of those critters or creatures that that were with her there are still with her now. And, right. Uh, you know, so she's she's kind of rank. Um, maybe even smells worse than Yorin at this point, which is. Mm-hmm kind of hard to think about or, or imagine right uh but she's with the bull exactly. and god i love gendry you know he's mm-hmm. just i love his great character he's awesome man. yeah and it's just like it's crazy to think that like in all of this i mean he's he, how significant he is you know what i mean and just that mm-hmm. these two are together and i was even thinking again i was, I was reading this like the liana and robert baratheon connection Right, it's just so cool to think that this is sort of what he's doing here. He's built if if what the we see in the TV show uh, really goes down, these two characters end up together. So yeah, kind of ish. They maybe yeah, um, yeah. And so we see um, we see Yorin uh, gives his uh, he gives a long sword to the bull or or Gendry. You know, arms arms like yours might be. You can learn to use this. Right, and this is this is when they talk about their their they're going to be burying um the what uh, who's the guy that who's the guy that died? I just skipped over it. Um, the cell sword that was with them. Oh yeah, he did, you know, they just, woke he, up. Yeah, yeah, he woke. Yeah, they died. It says you know they they realized it was his coughing. They they'd been missing. They strip so him down. Even, that's right. They take all of his stuff, yep. don't they? Yep, and that's where he gives Gendry that uh the sword. Right, because they talk about the different type of steel, and and when she. Uh, pulls out needle. She and, and like later on, uh, there's a little bit where he's talking about this is the the type of steel that they have, and his sword's exactly. bigger, hers is smaller, but hers is made of better steel. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, and so then they then when they 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 go to this um like they right they they go to this inn, um and they're talking to you know, they're talking to the innkeep there, and he's, and he's talking about like I had a brother you know that took the black. Uh, serving boy, clever, but one day he got seen filching pepper from my lord's table. He liked the taste of it, is all. Just a pinch of pepper, but Sir Malcolm was a hard man. You get pepper at the wall. When Yorin shook his head, the man sighed. Shame. You know, he lo- he loved pepper. So that's just some more um, kind of building building about like the kind of men that go to the Night's Watch and how some people go for not, you know, you know they're not all these extremely hardened criminals. Some people they just make one mistake. Oh, and you're going to the wall. Isn't that crazy? So, so this this boy's name. So it's Link loved Pepper, right? Like, right. I mean, that just that's sad, isn't it? Just mm-hmm. sad. You know, you he's going to be sent to the wall because he was stealing a pinch of pepper, and there's no pepper up at the wall. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's yeah. It's a hard world they live in. So, um, we see the. Uh, the inn they're at, you know, it's full of people. Uh, a lot of people going south towards 
King's Landing because they think, hey, maybe I can. There's some food at King's Landing because mm-hmm. supply because that's where a lot of the food is going, and so it's not really going to a lot of other places. Um, and this is when they start talking about going to the war, and the innkeeper says, "There's really no going north. Half the fields are burnt." Um, and what folks are left are walled up inside their holdfast. One bunch rides off at dawn, and another shows up by dusk. He says, "That's nothing to us. We're uh, Teller Lannister. It makes no matter. We're going. Where the watch takes no part." This is where we see Arya's kind of internal thinking. Lord Tully is my grandfather. Arya thought it mattered to her, but she chewed her lip and kept quiet, listening. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and it's not even just that. You know, she starts to think. Um, Yes, like like House Tully matters to me, but there's there's more. Uh, there's there's uh, you know this this new boy um, who who rides you know um, on on a wolf or whatever, and is you know the young mm-hmm. wolf is is coming down for 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 battle, and so that really gets gets her attention. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's cool that we start. Yeah, it's cool we start seeing these kind of stories. Um, we get this a lot about. Beric and Darian throughout this book and yeah. and what's and what's going on and it's really interesting because you know Beric and Darian dies so many times that it's like we get people who say well I heard he died like this well I saw him die like this and so that's that's kind of interesting and that's kind of a lot of actually these Arya chapters where we get a lot of the stories about what's going on in the war we just get it through stories that everyone's kind of saying as, as they're moving around the moving up the King's Road yeah, yeah. Well, and the, yeah, as you said, people are jumping up and down talking about uh, the different tales, and, and you hear um, around the God's Eye, there's there's tale of of wolves. So you know they bounce from right. what could be the young wolf riding down from the north, and then also here around the God's Eye, the the wolves are all stirred up, and mm-hmm. even possibly a great she wolf uh, could be leading them, and and. Uh, uh, causing wreaking havoc on anybody who comes near or whatever, and 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 Arya thinks Nymeria, right? Exactly. Which, yeah, that's what she, that, that's what she thinks. And, and Nymeria is another character who same thing. It's going to be stories. Oh, I heard there's a, I heard of a of a giant wolf that leading a pack, or you know, through throughout the woods. Um, and so and so same thing here. You know, that, oh, that's more tales and no more true than the other. As they're as they're saying, I heard the same thing from my cousin, and she's not the sort to lie. She says there's a, this great pack hunting hundreds of them, man killers. The one that leads them is a she wolf, a bitch from the seventh hell. You know, this is where Arya, uh, sloshing her beer, uh, is thinking a she wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's in there, and when she does speak up, I mean, again, Yorin's sort of like, God, how many times do I? <laughs> To like exactly tell you to not draw attention to yourself. I mean, exactly. It, it's it's funny because some of the commoners are calling her boy, right? But you, you know, later on, she's she's instantly identified as a girl. I know and, by, right? by Ty, well by by Bruce Bolton in this Tywin in the in the yeah, show, well, yeah well yeah and then even in this even in this chapter when the guy rides up uh, w- w- one of the gold cloaks. I mean, whether he called her a little girl because he was just using it as an insult or he really thought she was a little girl. I mean kind of drew right. a lot of attention to her. So, you know, Yorin's freaking out, like, come on. I mean, you you need to blend in with the other with the other guys here. And he says, this is a place where men, you know, talk and stuff. And he kind of shoes her out you know, to, to say, like, exactly. take that craziness outside. Exactly. exactly. Right, yeah. Um, you know, then the Arya kind of says here, yeah, that's just a story. Wolves don't eat babies. Yeah, and what would you know about it? And that's where that happens, yeah. Mm-hmm. Outside boy. Yeah. And, and this is where she gets it. I mean, so she goes from one trouble or one uh, dangerous situation to another, which is sort mm-hmm. of Arya's thing. 
Um, yeah, and so this is where she this is where she approaches the wagon, right? Right. We hear the we hear the prisoners talking to him. Uh, you know, a man could use another t- taste of beer. A man has a thirst. Wearing these heavy bracelets, he was the youngest of the three, slender, fine featured, always smiling. His hair was red on one side and white on the other, all, all matted and filthy from the cage and travel. A man could use a bath too. Uh, he says. When he saw Arya was looking at them, a, a boy could make a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have friends, Arya said. None I can see, said the one without a nose. Uh, and so they're kind of so. There's the, the three of them in there. One of them who's who we will uh, come to recognize here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man does not choose his companions in the black cells. Um, you know, but right here is like the biggest deal in the world, right? Mm -hmm. A man does not choose his companions in the black cells. The handsome one with the red and white hair said, something about the way he talked reminded her of Sirio. It was the same yet different too. Yeah, what's going on? I mean, what's what going, going on? What is going on? I mean, See, we, now we get God. now we get to the now we get to the the Jack. Who is Jack and Hagar theories? Where does he fit in? I am one hundred percent a believer of the fact that uh, Serio is and Jack and are the same person. One hundred percent. It makes. I mean, you you can make the case that Serio does eventually, you know, get. Uh, captured or something and goes down there and changes faces exactly i mean i i don't know it just that would be kind of uh interesting be very interesting to say so people have said you know is serial pharrell a lot yeah sure sure as hell he's alive i mean absolutely <laughs> uh, it, it is just kind of crazy you know actually at the start of this chapter i missed it i up i underlined a few times where uh the phrase like no one is used if you look at if you look throughout this chapter uh, you'll find a lot of times where where it is is used, just where you know she wondered why no one else was going the same way, even though it's just like like a little tiny thing. The more mm-hmm. every time I see it, I'm just sort of like, oh, oh, oh you know, you know. Oh gosh, like there it oh, is. Gosh. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he says here, this man has the honor to be Jack and Hagar of the free city of Lorath. But you know, if you listen to the audiobook, which mm-hmm. you know you and I do, uh, Roy Detrice calls him uh jaken hagar mm-hmm. yeah you know i mean i it, the show i mean obviously would go by what the show says and what what we've come what we've come to know but um again if you if you're really somebody who who just mainly listens to the audiobooks you're like it's not that you know it's just like the same thing with he calls he calls um sansa as opposed to sansa yeah right yeah and he, right and and Patire Baelish as opposed to Peter Baelish. Yes. And yep, yep. Var, uh, like Varus as opposed to Varus. So there's definitely yeah. some differences. So I, as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. In, in the books, it's it's Jaken Hagar. Yeah. 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 And it's all, all those people during season eight who were freaking out when we were, you know. Exactly. Jeez. I mean, I still don't know. Is it Sunday, Sandy? <laughs> me, 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 Sunday. I am. Me not. too. Me too. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, but then you know, there's the other. So there's the other man in the cage too. Biter is the one who's hissing at her. Yeah. Um. You know, he says a man, and then Jack and you know, a man must not have, must have some name. Is that not so? 
Biter can speak and Biter cannot write, yet his teeth are very sharp. So a man calls him Biter and he smiles. Are you charmed? And this is where, you know, Ari backs away from the cage. No, they can't hurt me. They're all chained up. Yeah. So interesting that he says a man must have some name. Is that mm-hmm. not so? Like, as in a question, right? Like, curiously, is that not the way it is, right? That, that someone, you have to have a name and mm-hmm. uh, versus he is actually no one. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's one of the faceless. So, uh, interesting. Little, mm-hmm. just little tiny things that he's building towards. Absolutely. Uh, then Rorg's in there, the noseless one. He says, you know, get us some beer, pimple. Uh, then you know they're kind of they're kind of arguing. Um, you know this is where she's thinking about what Sirio taught her. You know fear cuts deeper than swords. She makes her approach the wagon. Every step was harder than the one before. Fierce as a wolverine, calm as still water. The words sang in her head. Sirio would not have been afraid. She was almost close enough to touch the wheel when Biter lurched his feet and grabbed for her. His irons uh, clanking and rattling. Uh, you know he hiss he hisses and then she hits him hard right between the eyes. Mhm. Yeah. So I'm just doing a quick little I had to go back and look and I was I'm thinking about his hair. J- mm-hmm. You know, why is it red and why is it um white. so we've got red and white, right? Split right down the middle. I mean, is that just because it was uh, Is there a reason for that or is there is there some symbolism or is it just know. that he's um is it from where he's or, supposed to be? You know what I mean? Is that a feature of uh, that group of, of, of people in Essos? Maybe. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, because the the it's it's interesting because I, I wonder if we don't necessarily know exactly how much of their appearance they can change. Because I think it's there's a lot of characters who could be faceless men and we just don't know. Um, we see Jack and change it and he just kind of changes his face and it's they're mm-hmm. called the faceless men. So theoretically, it might just be their face because when Arya does it in the show to kill Walter Frey, it's really just kind of her face. Her body's really the same. She doesn't really look that much different outside. She has a totally different face on her. Um, so, and it's not one, it's not something that's necessarily described as much because this is where we started to get into, uh, and we talk about this a lot, that kind of duality between magics, right? Um, you have resurrection with the white walkers in that they basically turn somebody into a zombie. And then you have resurrection with the red God R'hllor where they bring somebody back to the li- back to life in somewhat of a like pet cemetery way, right? Where they bring them back. They might be a little different, um, but it's, it's bringing somebody back that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, and then you have skin changers and wargs and faceless men, and they're all similar, but they're not necessarily, um, they're not necessarily the same, but they could be, it could just be a different version of magic doing it but we unfortunately just don't necessarily know it's a lot of speculation based upon what we see and that's what makes it fun because we can theorize and speculate about it yeah absolutely yeah no let me think here so man i should not have looked ahead i you know, i shouldn't look ahead because it starts to kind of make me freak out and go down all these old rabbit holes that i've seen before um mm-hmm. in a few chapters we'll talk about Something that's kind of interesting, like when Arya, <laughs> there are three men in the cage. Don't forget that there are three, and there are three yes. lives spared. So that that's all I'm gonna say, and I'll come. We'll come back to it later uh, because I don't I don't want to completely divert. But you're right. Yeah, I mean it is. It's neat that there's these different factions and these different um, 
oh, yeah, as you said, faiths or whatever uh, in, in this world. And it's there's something for everybody. So mm-hmm. uh, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So anyway, so that's when he, you know, he's hit her with, he uh, hit the, hit Rorg or uh, Biter. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Kind of, kind of pulls back, back from the cage. And this is when they start talking. This is when they kind of ch- uh, chain, um, start talking about, you know, the bull comes up and they start talking about the, the kind of, the kind of steel it is. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't thinking about getting into a little fight with each other. A little bit of those, right. some sword play. Yep. Yeah, you know, he says, um, you know, he blinked at her, startled, strands of thick black hair, still wet from the bathhouse, fell across his deep blue eyes. You know, I'd hurt you. Uh, she's like, you would not. You don't know how strong I am. You don't know how quick I am. You're asking for Ari, as they call him. Mm-hmm. Um, he drew uh, Prade's long sword. This is what he has. He says, this is cheap steel, but a real sword. Arya unsheaths needle. This is good steel, so it's realer than yours. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. something like a kid would say. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, promise, uh, promise not to cry. If I cut you, I'll promise. If you will, you know. Then they, then she stands and gets into her water dancer stance. Bull did not move. He was looking at something behind her. You know what's wrong? Gold cloaks. It's like, right. bet. yeah, yeah. And this is it. I mean, so, um, so, so, so they hide at first, but I mean, it, these guys are showing up and they have orders mm-hmm. from Queen Cersei, and mm-hmm. uh, Yorn's not having any of it. These are men of the night's watch, and these, these he are shouldn't boys. Have to. No, he shouldn't have to put up with this crap, man. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We, okay, we talked about Jon Snow a couple like last week or whatever. I went on like I think a rant or something, um, uh, you know, about him and and loyalties to the night's watch and all this kind of stuff. How are you supposed to not take part in some of this stuff when people outright challenge you? You know what I mean? Like they're threatening oh, him here, threatening to kill him take some of his men, and it's like, no, they've been given over. At that point in time, it, it, there's been a, an exchange made, and they're beyond your jurisdiction. So mm-hmm. you're out, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't They don't care. I mean, obviously, they, they don't care. Yeah, but I no, guess, just... well, the question is, is the, are they out of her, are they technically out of her jurisdiction? Yeah. <sighs> Uh, because I I would I would almost argue that it's not until you've taken the, wall. the bl- taken the black. Oh well, let me it's... ask you this then. Okay, so w- what about it? Let's say besides the guys who are just traveling, but what if it is just Yorin? I mean, is he? Well, Yorin it... Yorin I would say is 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 beyond her approach. Yeah, it, it is interesting though what, what you what you state there because like anyone who is coming from, let's say. See, because it's weird because the Seven Kingdoms kind of have an agreement that the Night's Watch is sort exactly of whatever. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's kinda, I think it's it's a it's it's kind of its own thing. Because I was getting to like if you had cell swords coming from other countries, they're still you commit a crime, you know, a crime's a crime, and doesn't, doesn't matter what country you're from, boom, you're exactly. getting you know whatever. Versus like the Night's Watch is going to deal with you or whatever. Although there is the one rule, you know, with deserters where any lord would enforce. Exactly. Who, so, yeah. I mean, I would I would say that, I mean, for, for example, let's say that Ned Stark said, I'm going to take the black. And then yep. as as he's going north, Joffrey said, well, I changed my mind. I want him executed. Mm-hmm. And so if he gets to the wall, I feel like you'd be he'd be safe. I mean, he'd have to take the black. But yep. until he gets there, I feel like he could he could say, no, I want to I want to change my mind. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, it's a gray area. 
you know i mean it's it's kind of it's kind of like imagine somebody on death row well until they're actually putting the electric you know like or whatever whatever way they're doing it i mean i say they're they're still they could be pardoned right i mean that's all those that's like every movie ever where somebody's gonna go be executed in prison right i mean mm-hmm. it's, yeah so i th- yep. I feel like it's once you once you take once you've taken the black is when you're yeah 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 but yeah right all right well anyway so it's it, still he's having none of this with the gold cloak showing up and and um the officer there dismounts which was probably a bad idea he should have stayed on his mm-hmm. horse mm-hmm. you know well and this is interesting too because um he starts talking to yorin and and aria and the bull gendry are talking and she's really nervous because she thinks um she wants her she th- yeah. and yeah and so she's like what would the queen want with you um and she's like you know be quiet and then he you know, says thing is the boys in the night's watch now when he's done black what he's done back in the city doesn't mean anything you know the queen isn't interested in your views old man neither am i the officer says i'll have the boy and so aria is thinking oh god they're gonna they're gonna come gonna come get me right and then really the, the who they're after is gendry yeah and what's what's uh, what's crazy about it too is like what the the whole way this breaks down is is when uh hot pie steps out that's the one it, you know he steps out and to to kind of defend what she thinks is her and he mm-hmm. doesn't they, they don't even know what boy we're talking about here but she's like i'm not having any of that hot pie's not stepping out taking t- you know um gonna say he's gonna take on these guys and i'm gonna sit back here and hide so then she steps forward mm-hmm. uh and and it's at that point where she almost kind of says that um I mean, he talks a little bit more just about, you know, everybody kind of answers the call and steps up and says that they're going to, you know, it's almost like a you have my bow, you have my axe type of situation where they, you right. pretends like there's more men waiting there or whatever, but, uh, but she hated hot pie. You know, why would he risk himself for her? Exactly. And uh, so, so then, uh, you know, she kind of steps forward. The one with the broken nose still thought it was funny. Um, let's see. You girls put away them rocks and sticks before you get spanked. Um, n- none of you know uh, what end of the sword to hold. I do. Arya wouldn't uh, let him die for her like Sirio. She wouldn't. So she shoves on through, uh, gets into her water water dance, uh, you know, stance there, and um, the guy with the broken nose kind of looks up. He said, "Put away that blade, little girl. No one wants to hurt you." Again, no one. I mean, I know it's said all the time, but I just yeah, it I jumps know, yeah. out like crazy when you're talking about Arya. Uh, let's see. I'm not a girl. She yelled. So, what was he calling her? Is she that easy to, you know? Eventually, everybody kind of figures it out, right? But she's well. She's, I mean, I think he just called everyone girls. So he did. He did. But I mean, you know, maybe she's easier to pick out than we think. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So then he they kind of have at it. He uh, but he's off his horse, and really the mistake he makes is that Yorin's able to when as soon as you know when he looks away, um, he's able to kind of put his blade up to his neck he steps in real quick mm-hmm. and uh slaps his blade up there on him and says get the heck out of here exactly and he lies and says i've got 15 more brothers in the you know in that inn over there and i don't think you really want to have them come out here mm-hmm. yep yeah well you know in, in our aria is smart enough to know that they're not going to kill her right yeah sure because right. she knows who she is and She's far more valuable alive than she would be dead. And so she still has a lot of power. I mean, even I mean, she could re- reveal herself to say, oh, no, I'm. 
I'm I'm Arya Stark of Winterfell. Boom. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a big deal when you when you can when you can come out and, and prove that. So she could do it to save to save Gendry. Um, and then basically Orin kind of scares them off, and then but we know that they're gonna they're gonna come back next time I catch you. Excuse me, I believe I'll have your head to go with the bastard boys. You know, better men than you have tried. So that doesn't uh, doesn't really uh, make them too happy, and we'll we'll get back to that in a couple chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. um, one thing too, right there at the end, I just want to mention, like you, you know, Yorin almost kind of gives up uh, that Arya has a secret identity to to the bull or to Gendry, just a little bit, in that he sort of right. sends them both on, and and even though. He's really he plays it off as if well Arya said maybe it was her so maybe you're both like, you know they wouldn't want either one of you but both of you get the heck out of here so mm-hmm. exactly yeah. yeah so and that's kind of basically how the the chapter ends so yep yeah kind of a, a shorter ch- a shorter chapter but again it's a little bit of world building there at the beginning which I think is really good you know a lot of these early chapters um, they seem to spend a little more time just kind of like, all right, we need to set the stage a little bit here, um, showing what's going on with the war. Uh, and again, it's cool. It's it's new to be in this new kind of environment that's no longer just King's Landing, as most of the first book is. Um, now that we're out on the road and it's all free game, anything can happen. So, yeah. Introducing, yeah. Uh, introducing uh, Jack and Hagar, who's going to be a big, big, big player going forward. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, and you know, it, like even his his all of his abilities too. I want to say this because as I as I was uh, looking on ahead, and you look at really the way the text outlines it, um, it's different than the show. It's it's slightly different, and mm-hmm. just and their powers or whatever you want to call that. I mean, it's the transformation is fascinating. So there's something something there. It's not just like Varys who goes and changes up into some costume or makeup or whatever. Uh, it's real, man, and it's real scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, all right. Well, let's move on over to send a raven. We have two uh, ravens here. One real kind of raven, and others just uh, uh, just message from somebody we haven't heard from in in yes. quite some time here. Um, so, from our good loyal captain of the guard, Lord James Hunter, the foul mouth. Been uh, some time since we've heard from him. He was really yeah. kind of. Uh, I guess I could say soiled by season eight. I think you know season. Some people with season eight just really kind of put on the wrong, wrong end. So it's good, certainly good to hear from him. He says, "Yep." Um, just kind of talking about our new uh, one of our new podcasts uh, coming here soon. Heroes of the Horn, which is Wheel of Time, another big fantasy series. Stay tuned for that. January first, twenty twenty. Maybe a little nugget on christmas we'll see yeah yeah but he just says uh sirs i just want to finish the finish the first book of the wheel of time series and it was awesome i had to re-listen to the front half of the book a few times to learn all the new terminology but great story the author did a great job of ending the first little story while seeing i'm also teasing the rest of the story basically you don't feel cheated by a cliffhanger can't wait for the new podcast the fucking foul mouth <laughs> uh, so certainly good to hear from him again he says um 
Uh, he says, side note, word on the street is one of you fine sirs is a gains maker. I think he's talking about me here. Funny coincidence. <laughs> I have been looking for some gains. I propose uh, this good sir. How about you sell me some since I have, uh, you know, so many, uh, since I have so, so many and I have so few. Uh, what say you, good sir? Will you sell me some gains? Uh, I just so, so good. Yeah, Sir, yeah. he's a, he's a big he's a big power lifter, man. I see him on Facebook and oh, dude, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's certainly good to hear from uh, Lord James Hunter again. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's certainly it's certainly been a while. Right, absolutely. And I'm tell you what, yeah, that's the the making of gains is is happening. 2020 is going to be huge. You know, something else I want I want to encourage um, uh, Lord Hunter. Just like when you like the Wheel of Time series, he's gonna fly through it because I, I can tell. Like if if you like the first book, he's gonna he's gonna love the next couple of books, and it does. The more you listen to it or read it, whatever whichever one you prefer, um, all that terminology, yeah, it just it'll it'll come to you. It'll it'll start to to really sink in and make sense, and it'll it'll create a story. So that's that's awesome. I am super stoked that he is he is into that, and he's uh, maybe gonna join us in that new project. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, guys, maybe a little nugget on Christmas. That's all we're going to say. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is from Lady Jess here. Uh, she's going to be talking about Ned Stark is definitely dead. Um, there's some people that definitely have that theory that he's still possibly alive. But here we go. Lady Jess. Hello, sirs. I'm sorry if you received this Raven 87 times as I am not a huge fan of birds. And the Ravens are not cooperating. They're Trixie Birds, after all. Also, I would like to say thank you for the wonderful job you have done bringing the world of Song of Ice and Fire alive. Um, as for my origin story, I started with the first book, but I just couldn't get in it until I was introduced to the show. My best friend said, uh, just watched one episode, and I was hooked. We watched as much as the first season. We couldn't one night, staying up until 4.30 a.m. <laughs> when we had an 8 a.m. Uh, call for work. Oof, that's, oof, mm. that's, that's rough. I then binged the first two seasons before season three premiered and watched the other seasons live. I then burned through all five books in order. This podcast was a great way to prepare for season eight and got myself hyped for a reread in the time after the series finale and before winds of winter. Although I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see winds until 2022 at this point. It's pay. Who knows? I started a new job in January and I would travel for work two to three times each month, 23 trips between February and November. Wow. Jeez. And would listen to your podcast on the plane and on my 1.5 hour commute to and from work. Wow. Let us know what you do because uh, Sereza and I are definitely looking for new jobs and that sounds pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I Hook finally up. caught up. Yeah, seriously. I finally caught up on the podcast and I honestly feel like missing two of my best friends daily, um, which has me thinking about dry- diving into hyperspace hangout. Let's go. My husband and I are currently on the Mandalorian bandwagon, and the Wheel of Time sounds interesting as well, but I want to uh, complete a full Song of Ice and Fire reread before diving into a new series. Hey, mm-hmm. yep, absolutely. You know, Sir Ezra and I are just out there talking about a lot of different things. Um, oh, yeah. That's just, that's, that's just what we do. We have our... Yeah, but It will always, always be there, though. We will always know? be talking about a Song of Ice and Fire, as well as other things. It's just yep. what we do. Um, I don't think of this as a theory, but more like debunking a common theory belief slash wish in the realm. A lot of people think that Ned is still alive and that a and that a faceless man took his place on the steps of Baylor. I don't think there's any way that can be true. One, 
In order for a faceless man to take on another face, of that person must be dead. So a faceless man couldn't have taken Ned's place to save him. The faceless men cut their own face and put the new face on like a mask, sealing it with their blood. So they couldn't have taken on Ned's face alive. And the show is much more like magic as uh, Jacken wears Arya's face when she is alive in front of him. So I'm focusing more on what the books tell us. Assuming a faceless man could magic, uh, you know, the face swap like is shown in the show, wouldn't cutting off the head break the spell and reveal the true body beneath the glamour? Yeah, you know, in a way, it might, it could be like a glamour. That's definitely another, there you go. There's another Mm -hmm. skin changing, warging, faceless men, glamouring. Yep, yeah. I know some people argue that uh, Sansa says it did not really look like Lord Eddard. It did not even look real, which could point to it being a faceless man. But really, what are the chances they had a faceless man that could have swapped places um, that would have held a resemblance to Ned? We don't hear much about a faceless man dying, but I know a lot of sci-fi and fantasy worlds have beheading as the one way to kill just about anything. (laughs) I would think the same for faceless men as well. Although Sir Gregor slash Robert Strong seems to be the exception to that rule. There, hey, again, there's another form of uh, of bringing somebody back to life. So there's definitely a lot of these different types of magics. Maybe they can't die because they serve the god of death. Kind of like the Grim Reaper situation. Who knows? Sorry if this is a bit of rambling, and I hope it makes sense. This has been bugging me since the Sansa chapter in A Game of Thrones, where she should have pushed Joffrey off the pathway and yep. onto the spikes. Also, we can get further into Clash of Kings and magics uh, becomes more prevalent. I thought this might be a fun topic. Curious to know if you agree or disagree. Would love to know your all thoughts either way. I wish you all good fortune in the wars to come. Uh, she says, all in, hashtag Fiesta Bowl. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Abs- abs- absolutely. Um, Lady Jess from the Kingdom of Carolina. P.S. Wow. I hope to become a patron sometime in 2020. I already have my house sigil picked out. A panther with bright blue eyes and a tiger uh, with piercing purple eyes on a snow white field with black and white checkered border. That That's certainly sick. is is pretty cool so all right well i mean first and foremost all in on the fiesta bowl amen that's all i gotta say Go, you know oh so yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not so sure yeah i'm well, not sure we have from the kingdom of carolina yeah we'll we'll yeah let's we'll yep. see <laughs> yeah so um all right so yeah the i I also did. I'm not a big believer of the Ned Stark is still alive. Um, there are really kind of two trains of thought for it to be possible. There's this faceless man theory, and the other um, that he would have ha- per- perhaps warged into a raven that was flying above, or or something like that. Um, because I just, to me, I I just think the idea is that we lose it, Ned's death is really the first major death in the series. I mean, obviously Robert Baratheon dies, but he's more of like a side character. Um, Ned is that first character who he's a POV character throughout the first books. Um, I think the show obviously does a really good job of him as well that like, Oh wow. None of your, your characters aren't just, it's not just going to be this happy ending. Right. And Ned's death serves as such a big, important, um, plot point for all the characters. I mean, really. I mean, everybody is kind of connected to him. Uh, Catelyn, Rob, John, 
Arya, Sansa, Bran, um, even Rickon a little bit, and then side characters as well. So his his death is just such an important plot point to to go back later and have him still be alive. I I, I don't know. I think that there are other characters. That, you know, though we we talked about well, all these other characters could possibly be alive. Rhaegar, Rhaegar is a little different because. Mm-hmm. He, we just hear stories about him, yeah, and him, yep. him being, him being alive, or him possibly say being Mance Raider, um, teaching John and 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 stuff like that. Um, it's just it's it's different because Ned's Ned is a main character, not a side character that we've only heard about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, and and so I'm with you, and and I'm also with Lady Jess on this, in that I think what he does is he tries to because there is a lot of swapping of characters and there's mm-hmm. bits of magic and it's, it's here and but not every case is going to be that way but he does leave kind of these trails where it's like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna leave a few breadcrumbs that trickle off this way but that's it it's not going to go anywhere i'm going to stop but i'm gonna make people think and wait like well, maybe he'll do something later and he'll add a few more breadcrumbs to that theory but he's never really going to and it's simply sort of you know, when you look at like even jack and hagar being down in the black cells like there's enough there to say well what he was there. I mean, is did he have any any interaction? Was he did did he could could he move around? You know, like so people start to kind of think they, they build it up in their head that it could work, um, but really it would steal a lot of thunder. It, it would it would uh, it mm. is the it is what sends all these Starks on this on this quest. It is the it's the it's the big event. It's the it's the it's huge. Um, it's the thing that you it's the unchangeable. I kind of feel like so. There's that. I mean, you have so many other characters who. It's it's Are, it's 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 as big as Rhaegar, you know, kidnapping Lyanna. Yeah, it's 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 the yeah. same the same type. It start it starts a war. It's an event that changes everything. So yeah, it has to be kind of um, you know pretty pretty uh, concrete. Otherwise, you know, he would reappear somewhere and, and someone would say, okay, it's over. You know, put your swords down, whatever. Um, so so yeah, I I, I kind of see that. I kind of get that. You know, back to Lady Stoneheart here for a second. So. Like like her death is it's it's different. Even Beric and Darian, like when those individuals are, are are brought back, it's a little different. And it's uh, I don't know. I just feel like you can't do that with every single character. And a lot of times when when something is like, even though uh, Catelyn Stark's death is pretty, it's you know we we live through it. Um, I, I I think what's crazy is since the first time we know that Eddard Stark didn't come back, there was no return for him. We're thinking the same things happening to all the Starks there at the Red Wedding, and then whoa, lo and behold, here, uh, you know, she's brought back or whatever. So, but not not wholly, and it, it, I don't know. I just I feel like there's ebb and flow with his writing, and he 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 does it, and it, it, there's a fine balance, right? And just and how much of the magic he wants to sprinkle around, and and how much he wants to, how much deception he wants to use, and and everything. So I don't know. And he likes to keep right. you guessing, and he, and he wants. It's almost like he has, like he's a juggler, and he wants everything up in play. He wants all the balls up in the air, and and he's making you, he's building the suspense, and everything seems like it could still, you know, there's there's still a chance. And exactly. so people hold on to these these threads for a long time, and really that can lead to some great disappointment because for crying out loud, we got season eight, we know what happens, and we know it sent Lord Hunter away for for a bit. But uh, fear not, friends. I don't think the books are going to go, um, you know, anywhere. I, I just don't think there's any way that they're going to be um, very similar. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I'm, I'm with Lady Jess on this. I don't think it's 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 interesting when people, when people bring it up. It's fun to t- it's fun to kind of talk about or whatever. But I don't know. It's there's really not a whole lot to it. There never really was right. actually. Well, and when I think about when I think about what you know when we see Sansa describe um, you know his head and how it doesn't look like him, and then when Catelyn looks at the bones later and she says you know he looks a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is great storytelling as well because. It's this idea that um, they're gone, right? I mean, they're 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 no longer they're no longer with us. And, yeah. and you you start when you start you start thinking you start thinking back, you know, you start you start thinking back to that that person and how just how different they are. I mean, it's no different than um, you know earlier this year. You know, my grandfather passed away, and yeah. so you know I went to an open casket funeral, which I do not like but it's it's that same type of a thing where you look at somebody in a casket and it's totally it's totally different right it's they're it's not they don't feel like this the same person because like they're you know they're they're gone and i think that's that's the same thing that gerd does when he's describing these characters when catelyn's looking at the bones of her husband he's it's definitely going to look you know a lot smaller than him because when you think of him now it's you're thinking about his his life and how you know they aria talks about you know and aria talks about like the feast hall and how everyone would get to sit around the table like you, you're building him up as this big character right and so i think that's what Gurr's going with when he describes how ned you know after he's dead doesn't seem mm-hmm. the same yeah yeah for yeah, sure so yeah, but there's that little, little tiny people hold on to that little bit like, well, maybe it means this. And, and really, right, right. he's trying to put you in. Uh, he, he's wanting the reader to imagine if you were Sansa, you know, or mm-hmm. oh, Catelyn. And, and that think, think about it from their perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And then even with that, it's sort of like, in you know, grief can distort things as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Exactly. Well, uh, and it yeah. also it also doesn't help that as we progress forward, there are so many characters who are different people or are come back from the dead or, you know, all, all of these things. Um, I mean, John, you know, it ha- it, in the books hasn't, but it's uh, it's very, very, very likely that that's going to happen um, in the show. It obviously happens. Catelyn comes back. Beric Dondarrion comes back a lot. Um, Mance Raider gets glamoured. You know, all of all of these things. Arya becomes a faceless man. So all of these things happen where all these people are able to do all of these big um, things. And it seems like, well, everyone's pretty safe that it's like, well, maybe these other characters back then um, could could kind of do it as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, a great uh, theory slash kind of. Uh, debunking a theory there lady jess so yeah yep um all right man well uh i think that's kind of it sir ezra yeah I mean, that's that's pretty much it so um yeah thanks for for listening and like we said we'll, we'll try to have like a maybe a, a special episode for you guys uh next week and uh you know we have the that surprise that's coming as well a uh, lot of different cool things you'll you'll definitely want to go uh maybe if you're interested in high fantasy uh, be sure to follow uh, at the Horn of Valir for some surprises there. Plus, mm-hmm. we got a bunch of cool stuff happening with Hyperspace Hangout. Um, yeah, I mean, Rise of Skywalker is this weekend. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you'll this, so yeah. big. Yeah, some big stuff going on there. And as always, spoiler: we'll Ray you. dies. Okay. Uh, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> be careful, man. So this is this is released before the movie. Okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we got blasted. Oh, I know. 
We got blasted on iTunes reviews and people sending us messages when Endgame, Avengers Endgame was coming out. God. And it was before the movie even came out. And I jokingly said, you know, this weekend, because it was the same weekend as the big battle at Winterfell, uh, yes. episode three of season eight. And I jokingly said, all the Starks are going to die. And I remember specifically people sending me emails saying, like, you just spoiled everything. And I was like, I, how do I know? That's not neither thing yeah, you, is even is even out yet. You had no clue. But people who exactly. listened after it had come out right. was like, are you serious? And then only only. Yeah. Then only one Stark did die. Uh, and it wasn't the ones in uh, Game of Thrones. So spoilers. If you haven't if you haven't seen that movie, I mean, it's it's been out since earlier this year and it's on Disney Plus. Go check that out. So um, anywho, well, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 6, John 1 of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that the night is dark and full of terrors. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.